0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen along with the insane Daryl Wayne. Be sure to join us at LateNightHealth.com and you can hear us Wherever fine podcasts are uh, found, like Apple, Google Play, iHeart, Podclips, you name it, we're there. Amazon. Amazon. I'm, you know, I don't think we're on Amazon. I have to. I'll look will bring at, it to
1: Amazon because they're okay. like where I might publish it.
0: Okay. Well, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to send you my book, Carol. Good. Um, I don't have a copyright here, but we'll talk about that. Um, my book is called, um, my book, by the way, is called uh, Growing Old Sucks, but it doesn't have to. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about Carol's book, um, which is um, coming out in March. It's well, called February, February. OK, Yeah,
1: we, we, we moved it up. February. They moved
0: it up. Oh, good. It's called About Face. Uh, Carol spent uh, eight years uh, with her husband living in China. And so my first question is. Do we need China?
1: Yes. But we need it on our side, not on anybody else's side. China is the largest potential growing country in the world. And uh, About Face is a story that tells people that it's okay to lie. It's okay to not tell the truth because you'll lose face. And so people lie to one another. And that's why the book is called About Face.
0: Now, you you lived in China and, and worked. I know you you, you built a... Um, a massive project. A massive project, uh, office building, hotel complex. Uh, and as a as a woman being the head of a company in China at that time was unheard of.
1: Well, we had good support from people like Armand Hammer who had his own fish to fry. He had, he knew he wanted to be able to build an open pit coal mine up in Shaanxi province, which is about the, the coldest place you could be in China. And, uh, my dad had been one of his first ten investors in Occidental Petroleum, and that was in the fifties. And then, so then we were in the early eighties. And at a dinner party, he was fascinated with the fact that my company, our company then, was building entertainment centers for kids, roller skating rinks, bowling centers, ice capades. We owned. We had, you know, we we were in that business with children. And I think he thought that this was a good way for him to segue out of this problems that they had. You know, they were butting heads, the Chinese and Occidental Petroleum. And it was interesting because the two law firms were both American. So we were able to kind of bridge that fighting and get something going that was different than building an open pit coal mine. It was more for the people of China, for the kids of China. And that's how we got involved.
0: And you, uh, you're you still taking care of kids with your uh, Peacemaker Corps that you yes. have, right? We'll yes, talk we about started, that.
1: We started that through the Department of HUD and Department of Justice. And that was at the beginning of the, well, sort of at the time that we were halfway through building the hotel. We really thought this is something that we should be doing because young people around the globe telling their story brings us all together in an interesting way.
0: But people over, let's say the age of 50, have stories to tell too. Maybe we have to have a senior peace maker corps.
1: Well, actually, I'm with. The, I am a Rotarian and have become a Rotarian again in the last two years because it's a rota- The Rotary is for world peace, so it is. We we have grown in some ways, but I think it's still important that children under the age of eighteen have an opportunity to be open and fret and and fearful, fearless, fearless is the word I was looking for. They'll tell their story in a straight way. And that's what, you know, unfortunately, most diplomats are not that way.
0: Um, Let's take a look at, at, at living in China. It's been, as, as I said, 40 years, your, your book my understanding, because I I, I I don't have a copy of it yet, it, it reads like a Hollywood spy movie. Yes. Tell us about that.
1: Well, Armand Hammer and my father were colleagues and partners in Occidental Petroleum from the 50s to the 80s. End of the seventies is when we started. We were at an event celebrating the twenty-fifth anniversary or twentieth anniversary of Occidental Petroleum, and uh, so Sheldon, my late husband, and I were invited along with my parents because they were one of the first ten investors in Occidental, and so we went on. We were on this, this you know, reception line. Mm-hmm. On the twenty second floor of Occidental's building, with all the fabulous art that he had on the wall, and he was having a celebratory dinner that night for people that were close to have him and helped him build his uh, his company. So we were in the line, you know, walking along and saying hello, everybody saying, shaking his hand, and and uh, and he stopped us. And he actually started talking about China and the kids and skating rinks that we had. And we were it, it was a very odd thing because we were in the roller skating and bowling business and never even uh-huh. thought about going to China. And he said, you know, it's very interesting what you're doing. And then he passed us along to my parents who were sitting in the you know, at, at, on the 22nd floor in this beautiful place that, that, he, that Armin had made for himself with all his art and everything, all that. And, I left, and we were, I was, really, you know, very excited. I said, you know, Armin, blah, blah, blah. and he says, <laughs> and my father says, oh, Carol, I love you dearly. You're my daughter, but we're not in, we're in the only guest business. <laughs> we, meaning him, because he was a major first investor. He says, Armin was just being polite. And I said, you're probably right. Uh, Monday morning <laughs> in my office that was building another ice a roller rink. We weren't in the ice rink business yet. We were still in the roller rink business. We get a call from Occidental Petroleum. Richard Chen, who was head of China Affairs. Oh, it's just a spam risk. and Let me get rid of them. Uh, and so here we were with a call from his secretary in my little office on South Robertson Boulevard in Los Angeles saying that Dr. Hammer would like you to come for lunch and meet Richard Chen, who is head of China. Wow.
0: We're going to take a break, Carol. We're going to continue. By the way, a lot of that artwork is... Uh... On Wilshire Boulevard at the Armour Hammond um, Museum today. Yes, uh, yes. I passed it not long ago. They are doing some rebuilding and refurbishing. Uh, our guest is um, Carol Kretschmann. Uh, she's written a book. It's called About Face. By uh, It's published by the Three Tomatoes Book Publishing. It's coming out in February. And Amazon on and on Amazon and uh, we'll um, we'll uh, we'll get updates on that uh, when it's published in a couple of weeks. Uh, Carol and I and the insane Daryl Wayne return as late night health continues don't go away more coming up. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series Hearing Aids, and she can give you your life back, too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia Hearing Aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you'd don't have a problem but trust me call bright here now for a free hearing exam a $125 value yours free just for making an appointment now Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com.
2: You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghostwriting, anything... From a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at servette at servethassan.com.
0: continues i'm mark allen along with the insane daryl wayne our guest is carol Kirchman. Uh, the book is called about face and during our little break i asked carol to talk to us about the country behind the curtain if you will um, everything we get almost everything is made in in china it's truly amazing uh, I mean, supplements, food, uh, clothing, my glasses, uh, the lenses in my glasses, our iPhones are all made in China. And I asked Carol earlier, do we need China? But there's a caveat, Carol. What is that caveat?
1: We need China because I manufacture everything that we buy. And if we you know, we've become very absorbent of stuff, so we need China for that, and they're very powerful now. Um, if you saw what the way they uh, closed down their cities with COVID, and and how they—I mean, this was all under the covers when I was there, they still were that way. They still grabbed people off the street and arrested them for no reason at all. We're talking about 20 you know, years ago when they were just emerging as a powerhouse in, in the world. And uh, we felt that what we wanted to do was to build a, a place that showcased the Western world to the Chinese people Who were not at that time even had the affordability to be in those places. The the hotel we built with with every and and the apartments next to it, and the all the the building that we built that was an office building, most of the tenants in there came from outside of China. But we were able to maneuver two little people from Los Angeles. and to build something that was quite unique and is still standing after all these years. We left oh my- China in 92 when we sold the project, which we had always intended to do and move along to uh, maybe ice skating rinks or some other thing that we were looking to do. So- I uh,
0: I ice skated uh, twice while I was a kid growing up in the San Fernando Valley. There was an ice rink. That in- was my rink. Was that ring? Well, I, I felt owned all the
1: ice capades at one time, oh, all no. the ice rinks across the country,
0: but I fell down and went, boom, And that oh. was it, you know well,
1: remember there was a big earthquake in that and on Laurel Canyon, that particular mall was closed. It had a May company and a few other and yeah the, you know, ice rink was there. And that northridge earthquake uh, was-
0: I'm this is in Woodland Hills, uh, Canoga Park is the one I was at. And uh I fell down twice. It was embarrassing because I was on a date.
1: And, uh... <laughs> Nothing embarrassing about sliding and slipping on ice.
0: I, it's true. It's something I and I tried rollerblading once, too. That didn't work out either. Let's talk about the fact that the uh the FBI, the CIA and other governmental agencies kind of asked you to help them out a little bit.
1: Yes, well, because there was uh And in in the places where atomic energy was being developed, we discovered a laundry machine coming out of our hotel. And this, the hotel was done. It took a a number of years to build it. And um, we found money orders that were being washed through our hotel To um, Brassard, Canada, and then to South Carolina, and then eventually to Los Alamos, where the nuclear secrets were being traded by the Chinese who lived in Canada. And I got the only way I actually discovered. The money that was being laundered through our hotel was through rummaging into waste paper baskets huh. when we could get rid of the guard that was at the outside of our office in the hotel. Oh, and my. so I used to go, my late husband and I used to go late in the evening and there was always somebody at the door that was and uh, there he was we sort of got schmoozing with him and said we were going to do a little work and we're locking the door on him and I started rummaging through waste paper baskets and everything and that's where I found the money laundering document that either they wanted me to find or by mistake they had thrown it in the trash not thinking that anybody would be in there alone without having somebody watching them.
0: Carol, because, would, would did you contact uh, uh, the FBI and the CIA or did they contact you?
1: We had been working with them for a number of years. Um, you'll read a little bit about that in the book because there's a lot that I can't say. And in fact, I have a box that I could show you your audience now that's filled with redacted information from the FBI and the CIA. So they always have our name in there, but the black lines are over everything. And I haven't had an opportunity to really break through that. There was an article written in the LA Times a long time ago about this gentleman who ended up going to jail, another Taiwanese Chinese, and then Interestingly enough, he was let out not only without um, serving much time, but he also uh, was given like a million and a half dollars. American
0: so, dollars or Chinese? American
1: dollars, right. This, this was a person that either was, I see that, invited by the federal government of the United States or the Chinese or both. So that's just at the end of the book. To say, look, everything that they've said and done has had another side, another face.
0: When uh, when the movie comes out, when you're producing the movie, yes, I have two. I have two requests that Daryl play the a radio guy in the in it, and I do a news guy. Okay. Okay, uh, just, just uh, you know.
1: Netflix, I've been talking to them. Uh, it's <laughs> Nardana's so I've known for a long time. Um, I just want to get the book out. First, there'll right. be a $9 pay and that allows the person to get the first books. So you
0: got it. That's got it. $20. When-
1: so it's only going to be a $30 book. It's not going to be a whole expensive thing and it's hundreds of pages.
0: When uh, you said you uh, you left China in 1992, would you go back? If you could go back, would you go back? Well, my
1: husband went back with my son, who ran a big company in Chicago, uh, IRI. Yeah. I didn't go because I was busy doing what I'm doing now, which is really focusing on the film festival at the UN. So he went with my son, and they got they got taken worse than us so <laughs> nothing had changed nothing, nothing at had... all they bought a company and by the time they got through all the income went to another company and all the expenses was in the company owned by the americans so got it you know it doesn't change with them
0: the got most
1: it. exciting thing that happened many years before we built the hotel was bringing the israelis into china we actually had the first office wow. for the Israelis. And that then four years later, five years later, when we opened the hotel and that and we sold it to the Chinese, the night that we closed escrow was the night that the Israelis opened their ministry. And that Beijing. is true
0: that is that is good news. Listen, Carol, we're out of time. I look forward to our uh next conversation we won't make it so long uh next time carol chrisman's book uh chrisman's book uh, about face coming out in february we are out of time thank you very much uh daryl thank you very much for, and uh thank you very much for uh tuning in uh have a great week everybody have a good week most importantly have a healthy week we'll see you next time say- bye bye